Serving up the strategies you need to build, market and monetize a profitable, future-proof business around your expertise. This is the Youpreneur Podcast. And here's your host, international business mentor and best-selling author, Chris Ducker. Well, hello and welcome to episode number 483 of the Youpreneur Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Ducker, as always, and it is great to be with you today. We are joined by the School of Greatness founder, Lewis Howes, today. Uh, Lewis and I have been friends now for, oh, it's well over a decade now, and it has been so great to see his star shooting up into the sky, uh, particularly over the last five to six years or so. Um, We've had a lot of intimate conversations over the years. Um, However, I will say this one kind of took me by surprise a little bit. I thought we would be diving deep into his uh, new book, The Greatness Mindset. However, although we did talk about the book, however, we went very deep on big business decisions such as Lewis buying uh, the domain name greatness.com. But we also went quite personal and quite deep on things like healing and having more abundance in our lives as entrepreneurs, as people working with other folks and serving other folks in whatever impact we're trying to, you know, achieve on the world. And it was just one of those conversations I think that um, a lot of people are going to take a lot away from. Here we go. This is the Youpreneur FM podcast with Chris Ducker. Lewis Greatness Howes. Welcome back to the show, brother. My man, I miss you, Chris. Thanks for having me. I miss me you again. back. I miss you back. You know, it's 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 a weird scenario, right? Like we've not actually been with each other. I think the last time we saw each other, and correct me if I'm wrong here, but I think it when was, was it? London in like 20, I'm gonna say 28, uh, 2019. Wow, was it that long ago? Yeah, I still have those right. photos that pop up on my my phone. Yeah, as memories of us. Walking oh, of us like walking like, around London, getting getting yeah, our yeah. photographs taken. Yeah, yeah. Was that four years ago? I think it was, dude. Yeah, it was. Oh a, man, well, that's but too but long. I mean, like we've. I mean, we talk like all the we text yeah. and talk all the time. And obviously, you've come in and you've hung out with the round table guys and the incubator guys and been very yeah, generous. Been in the Philippines time. with you and everything. Yeah, yeah, but we haven't seen each other. For like I know, four man, years. I miss, miss, miss hugging you and kissing your bald head, you know? Yeah, everybody misses kissing the bald head. Um, <laughs> dude, you got a new book out, The Greatness Mindset. Yes. And I mean, like, we can, we'll go into that in a minute. But like, I just want to have a little catch up here quite selfishly. Let's do it, man. If nothing it, else. Man. You come across to me right now mm. as if you are as happy as you uh-huh. ever has been, ever have been. And I've known you for like, it's got to be close to 10 years, if not more. Like, I feel like you are looking as happy as you've ever been. You're more in tune as you've ever been with what you're all about and how you're showing up in the world. Like how's Lewis doing now, man? Am I, I feel very, I feel very grateful and I feel very Mm -hmm. peaceful inside and I feel very incongruent with who I am the things I think, the actions I take towards a mission that is exciting and meaningful towards me. Uh, and I feel like I have, you know, I think it was, it was many years where I 
and this is not a, a make wrong to myself or that, I, you know, a judgment towards myself, but where I used to just give to everyone and try to please everyone in business right. and life and relationships and everything. It was just trying to kind of always give, which was a part of things that helped me become more successful and get results and build relationships. But also I had to learn how to create boundaries with myself, heal certain things that caused me to want to be worried about what other people thought about me and please all the time and make sure I reclaim some of my energy, create stronger, deeper relationships with people that I really am in alignment with more, you know, and just giving them more energy as opposed to giving it to everyone. And I think the things that get us here in life or in business won't always get us to the next level. When I was starting out, that worked for me. It was like, I didn't know anyone. I didn't have any connections. I didn't have an audience. So I said yes to every meeting. Yeah, I was you got to do the thing. Right. Yeah. Got to do the thing. But then there was a, you know, then I stayed with that. And that kind of started pulling my energy. And, and you know, I felt like I was just doing a lot for everyone and um, not fully going all in on the thing that I knew I was meant to do in the season of life. So it's been the last couple of years of doing a lot of healing. In, internally, allow myself to heal different wounds, insecurities, things that held me back for the next level of having greater peace and abundance. And by doing that, my business has doubled in the last couple of years. Uh, even in challenges in the economy, my my health feels really good. My relationship is incredible, uh, and I feel safer about who I am and secure about who I am more than ever before. And you have had, I mean, like, you know, you've had some challenges to deal with. I mean, like, you know, if we go all the way back, broke, mm -hmm. sister's couch, you know, we've gone through that story before Yep. in the, in the past on the show. Um, obviously, survivor of sexual abuse as a young mm -hmm. boy. You've talked quite publicly about that. You've had a business partnership, as we would say here in England, go pear-shaped, and you've come back yeah. from that stronger than ever. Yep. You've had, you know, personal relationships um, that haven't worked out. And I mean, mm -hmm. now I see you with Martha and I'm just like, oh, these two are just like sickening. Yeah. It's sickening how in, uh, how in love you both are. She's but amazing. like the, you know, the flip side of that also, though, is that I, I mean, I, I believe that when, when you jump on the stage or when you guest on a show or when you're interviewed by the press or whatever the case may be, you give better interviews. You show up better than you ever have done before. Man, and I'm not I just blowing up, smoke yeah. up your ass here. Like I'm being serious. Like I'm, yeah. I'm with friends. Like I don't have to say this stuff to you, but this is kind of the way I, I see it from the outside yeah, looking in. It's interesting. My last event, someone of greatness last year um, in, I guess, September. Or so um, I don't know, four or five months ago, I felt more confident in who I was on stage than ever before. And I, I attribute it all back to facing all the parts of me that caused me any pain or, tr or triggers in life and really diving all the way in and accepting healing and creating a new kind of narrative mm -hmm. so that I could truly accept who I am in the world. And when you accept you who you are in the world, you deliver better energy and get better results. You show up on stages with more confidence, poise, and humility. You show up in interviews. You show up doing your work more effectively. You're more present. And that's just how I feel like I've been. I've been more present. Obviously, I'm, I'm always kind of 
vision thinking and thinking of the future, but I'm drawing it back to the present moment with my energy and intention as opposed to uh, being as scattered. And so it's been a powerful doing the work exercise and journey over the last couple of years where it's like every couple of weeks I'm diving into emotional healing, emotional support, emotional growth, and, and challenging myself with a coach to dive deeper, to create more peace, more abundance internally, and therefore externally, those things are happening as well. Do you think that you like over the last couple of years, like you've got to the point where you kind of almost had to give yourself permission to make those moves and kind of move mm. forward with things? <clears throat> or was it like, this is a challenge. I'm challenging myself. I'm going to go chase no. this down kind of type thing. Like, what was it? I, I think for me, it's always been like some extreme breakdown leads me to look in the mirror and say, who am I and how did I get here? Right. And I, and I, and I was in a, a different relationship a few years ago that I thought was good in the beginning. And then it just, I repeated the same pattern I had for, I don't know, the, the four previous relationships I was in for the previous decade and a half. Right. And, and it was so intensified internally that I go, my life shouldn't be this way. Mm. Why? And, and it's taking a look in the mirror and saying, okay, I'm going to break down. Um, and I'm the one who's in this, I'm the common denominator of this moment and of every previous relationship. So how do I mend and heal whatever has caused me to repeat this pattern, right? For some reason, Chris, it takes me a little bit longer to, to learn certain things. I have to go through a lot of pain over and over again. But this was like, okay, I'm, I'm sick and tired of feeling this way. Why am I doing this? What's, what's within me that's attracting certain relationships, staying in certain relationships that are hurting me, that are making me not feel good? And so it just became like another breakdown opportunity where I was like, I need peace, clarity, and freedom. I'm not getting it. I want to get it either in this relationship or move on. Mm. And what is causing me to abandon myself and change who I am to make one person happy? Again, I'm not blaming anyone that I've been with. This is all me abandoning yeah, myself. Right. You're, own, you're owning it. Yeah. yeah. So what is causing me to abandon myself, who I am, my values, my dreams, to make one human being happy? When every time I try to change what they want, they're still not happy. So why am I staying in this thing? Why am I choosing to be in this? Why am I trying to work hard to make it work? And why has this been always been my pattern and it's never worked? So I had to go back and kind of reface all the things and the parts of me that were insecure, that were that I hadn't healed, that I hadn't addressed, that I haven't forgiven, that I and and reclaim belonging to myself and owning and being in full authentic ownership to me so that that way I don't have to feel like I'm belonging to someone else sure. or needing to fit in with someone else by changing who I am. Um, so that was a, that was been a, you know, it's been a journey, man. It's been a yeah. beautiful journey, a lot of pain, lessons, stress, overwhelm, but I feel like my heart was in a lot of pain internally and kind of stress and tension. And after six months of doing intense emotional coaching and therapy for myself, that pain went away. And it was a moment when the pain actually could feel it in my chest and it like disintegrated throughout my body. And I, I don't know how to explain it besides that. There was a pain for years and all of a sudden the pain went away. And I think right. it was because I was doing active integrative work weekly showing up, 
-hmm. catharsis, processing, all these different things, and finally realize that, oh, okay, I am free, I am peaceful, uh, but I was trying to buy freedom, I was trying to buy peace and intimacy, and that was holding me back. So all these things, again, doesn't make it me right or wrong, good or bad, it's just like what was effective that was not effective in my life, what I was doing before. It was getting me certain results, but not the results I wanted. And therefore my energy was always at like a six or seven, which I was like, huh, I'm getting good results in life at a six or seven, but imagine being eight, nine or 10 pretty mm-hmm. consistently. Yeah. And literally right when that shifted and I ended up you know, ending a relationship that I was doing this therapy in with for six months together and individually realized, okay, I, I don't need to be in this anymore. And I chose to have the courage to get out of it. And I still had to face a lot of like stress and drama from the other person for months, but I set myself free. And in the last two years, I this book flowed out of me because I had peace and freedom in my heart. And I knew I wanted to write this for years, but I didn't have the energy. Things became clear. I had yep. freedom. I was able to create with ease. My, my abundance doubled in terms of physical resources financially within the last you know year and a half all these things started to shift and unlock in business shift and unlock in opportunities shift and unlock with my personal brand and my audience because i did the inner work and you know for many years i had been quote unquote successful in other people's eyes of with results i was getting with you know my podcast growth and download numbers and sales and audience and all these other things, whatever press, but there's a difference between success and greatness. As you know, as you know, you can be successful and still not be happy. You can be successful and have a big audience and still have depression and challenges. You can have a lot of money, but it doesn't, it solves money problems, but it doesn't solve happiness problems or fulfillment problems. And success in itself is selfish. It is about me. It's about how can I accomplish my goals, my dreams, my money desires, my, you know, buying things and being successful is about me. And I was really good at that. But I realized that it wasn't the greatest fulfillment and the greatest unlock of opportunity and abundance was turning it into greatness, which is about we, which is about empowering others, which is about healing yourself and inspiring others around you in that process of your goals and dreams Mm. of accomplishing what you want. So it's just been a journey and a process. And uh, as you know, the journey is always beginning right now. And it's always a beginner's mind. But I just feel really grateful to be in a peaceful state right now. I mean, you do you've had such an amazing last few years from a business standpoint as well. Like you say, even throughout the pandemic, things were still growing for you. Your YouTube yeah. channel blew up, the podcast, yes. you know, uh, with all the ridiculous numbers and, and digits attached to that. Like, there's a couple of things I need to know. Number one, will we ever actually see Dwayne The Rock Johnson on the School of Greatness? Because you've been chasing this dude down, bro, for years. years you've been ch- <clears throat> it seems to me like you've had everybody in his friendship circle on the show except him. Does he just, like, not like you? <laughs> no, no, he follows me. He I know he does. I'm just playing with shared, you. <laughs> he shared. He shared my podcast. I video know. Clip I know. On I his know, Instagram, I've seen he's not always saying. You know, everything. It's like um, what I've really learned. It's interesting. 
even writing this book because for years, you know, we're just we're making a joke out of this. But for years, I've been trying to get him on. And yeah, you have. You really, and well, you've been right? quite vocal about it, right? Yeah, of course. For yeah. 10 years, he was one of my top five, right? And I've always wanted to have him on. And there's something that's interesting that's happened again recently for me. I would say in the last, I don't know, year. Um, and I hope I continue to keep this up. You know, the ego is a tricky thing, but I hope I continue to live into this for the rest of my life. You know, as as driven entrepreneurs like we are, we like setting goals, setting, you know, milestones, numbers, uh, results we want to accomplish and, and hitting those goals. When we launch a show, we want it to hit a certain amount of downloads. When we launch a book, we want to get a certain amount of sales or hit a list or all these different things. Something shifted inside of me in the last two years. And again, I'm going to be tested here in the next few weeks to see if I'm actually, you know, overcoming the challenge. But <clears throat> something happened that when I finished writing the book, Greatness Mindset, when I finished it, I said to myself, I'm so proud of the, the finished product. And I made sure I did everything I could to make it the best product I could in this moment. You know, maybe in five years, I'll look back and I'll be like, okay, I could change or add things. But with what I have right now, after 10 years of research, this is everything that I wish I had 10 years ago yep. when I was stuck and in transition. This is the book I wish I had when I was 16, 12, 30, 35 for me. And so a lot of stuff I do is to help me figure out how to overcome something. <clears throat> so I'm so proud because this is exactly what would help me in that transition. So when I finished the book, I got real, I was like, I'm proud of the effort and the energy I put into this final, final product. I feel great about it. Yep. And then I released that. I said, okay, I know I did something I'm proud of. Then six months ago, as I started like creating, I started to create the game plan and the strategy for my launch, right? Here's the goals. Here's the numbers. Here's the thing, you know, the, the things we'd like to do. Here's the game plan. And I feel like I have been doing, I don't know, every, I feel like I'm doing everything I can while empowering my team to do everything they can while, you know, just executing at the best level I can with the right strategy, the right preparation, the game plan for all the interviews, the press, you know, all these different things you're supposed to do. I feel like I'm doing to the best of my ability. Yep. Yep. And, and I've gotten to the point where, no matter what the results are, again, I'll be testing in a few months, but or a few weeks, but I feel like no matter what the results are, I feel at peace in terms of what the external results are for numbers, lists, all that stuff. You, because you've done everything that you feel I've done it all. you can do. Yeah. But I, but I did everything I feel like I could do in the previous book and it didn't right. get certain results. And I was disappointed, if I'm honest. I was kind of mm -hmm. like a couple of days, I was you know frustrated and beating myself up and down and this and that. Yeah. And, and I wish I would have learned that back then that you don't, you know, you can be like, okay, we didn't get our results, but it doesn't mean you have to be sad because be proud of the effort be proud of the, the what you created of the yeah. lives you're changing. And so I'm, I'm doing my best um, to release the results and just be like, you know what I gave, I'm giving it my all. I told you I'm doing three, four interviews a day for the last month and a half. Yeah. I'm doing everything I can in my power to spread a message and serve. And when we focus on service and spreading a message to help people, the results will be what they are. Uh, when we focus on results only and we don't get those things, 
we tie our worth to those things, then we are going to be sad and depressed and frustrated. So I'm just doing my best to focus on service. I love it. Was there any part of the book that was tough for you to put together? Like, did you struggle getting it out of you? To be honest, man, if it was tough. I wanted to do it five years ago mm -hmm. and it was tough. And all I did was just research and take notes, but I couldn't actually start writing the book until this pain in my chest went away. That's right. when I started writing it and it was able to flow. So it was tough before then because it didn't feel authentic. It didn't feel like congruent. I knew analytically, but I wasn't feeling in my body and experiencing mm -hmm. the congruency from analytical thinking to experiencing and feeling. And I felt like uh, part of the reason why I didn't think I could write it before because I felt like it would have been a lie. I felt it would have been authentic and a lie because I hadn't experienced it. Yep. So it wasn't, I wasn't afraid to write a book because I'd already done that, but I was afraid to be inauthentic and out of integrity, putting a message out there that I hadn't yet experienced and lived. And so that's, it wasn't hard once I got the peace in my heart, but that was me facing myself for six months doing intense work until that unlocked. So it wasn't necessarily one particular chapter, one particular section. It was just no the, the project as a whole. Because basically. because I'd done because I'd done at that point nine years of research. And I'd done and I'd interviewed every neuroscientist, every therapist, every doctor, every world class athlete, except for the rock, I guess. But I'd interviewed so many examples he'll, of people. He'll come he'll come to his senses sooner or later, I'm sure. Don't exactly. worry. Exactly. Uh, I interviewed so many different types of people and got so clear on the things that were holding me back my whole life yeah. that, that I was like, this is the path. And how do I simplify it? How do I make it easier and easier for someone like myself to understand when they're, when these things are complicated, these feelings, these thoughts, these fears can feel overwhelming and daunting. How can I simplify so that I can understand it from a, uh, you know, a perspective if I was 10 12 16 right. how could i understand right. it so it makes sense to me and if it makes sense to me i feel like it's going to make sense to others so there was nothing that was hard i think the thing that was different is there's twenty thousand different books about mindset and success out there right, right? 20 if you type in mindset or success on amazon there's over twenty thousand different results that talk about it in some way most of the books about mindset success or anything around those two um, talk about grit, discipline, hard work, hustling, Hustle. all these different, all yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And most of them don't talk about healing. They don't talk about um, revealing past pains. And there's a difference between a powerless mindset and a greatness mindset. A powerless mindset conceals past pains. Um, the greatness mindset heals those pains. And, and I think that is the thing that was unlocked for me was again i'm not saying you need to reveal these things to the world but you need to be comfortable with who you are about your past yeah and totally. once we own our past fully and accept it doesn't mean we have to like it but once we own it then we can start overcoming the self-doubt that holds us back so i didn't have insecurities that held me back from taking action but I had insecurities that held me back from loving and accepting myself because I was so afraid of the opinions of other people. And that would cause me to abandon myself and give in and people please and extend myself too much. 
um, for the need to be liked. And so when I was able to heal certain things, create new meaning around those memories that caused me to feel this way and create boundaries and stop abandoning myself, that's when, boom, everything started to expand. Boom, the external results started to be abundant. And boom, my energy started to be more focused and clear as opposed to distracted and everywhere. Right. So all these efforts allowed my business, my brand opportunities to come in all at once. And as you said, in the last couple of years, I've stopped chasing greatness and I've allowed greatness to more come to me. So again, yep. Yep. the bigger opportunities are flowing like an abundant over flooding, like river just coming to me. And now it's my opportunity to choose what to say yes and no to. When, so, okay. So I've got a, a specific business question. Not so long ago, you launched greatness.com. Yes. And I mean, like when you think of you and your brand, you think of the school of greatness, you think of the show, I think first and foremost, most people know you because of the show, because of the podcast. But I, I don't know whether you remember or not, you remember when we were in there, we were hanging out at your apartment, you had just moved in. Mm -hmm. And you told me that the balcony? you were, uh, it might've been we the balcony. balcony or no. Yeah. It was a, it was, it was romantic. It was romantic lighting uh, involved. Um, exactly. No, no, no. I, I, <laughs> I can't remember exactly where, but, sure. but you told me that you would either, I can't remember now, you'll remind me, you would either just, just bought greatness.com or yeah. you were in negotiations to buy yep. greatness.com. Like yeah, it's like five years ago or something. It's five, six years ago. Yeah. No, it's got to, I think it's even a little bit longer than that. Uh, maybe like yeah. six or seven years ago. Yeah. Maybe like somewhere around there. Yeah. Yeah. But like, yep. why, why did you really feel like you needed? Because we all Here's, know that is not going to be a cheap domain name to buy. Right. So let's just yeah. get that out of the way. Like, why do you felt like you really needed that? domain name for the brand because personally i don't think you needed it but mm. you obviously felt it yeah, was important why was that i felt like i felt like a name can only take you a personal name can take you really far but mm -hmm. it, it also has its limitations so lots of big in, personal names that have become designer brands or things that have been sold but then you're selling your name for the hands of someone else to manage and run mm -hmm. and a name can be flawed you know i can be i can do something that people want to you know say I, oh, I said this thing and they try to cancel me like your name can be celebrated or be criticized sure uh and it's tied to a human being i wanted to be a symbol of inspiration myself but not be limited by me on how far i could reach and impact people so when I got clear that I want to serve 100 million lives weekly to help improve the quality of their life, when that became my meaningful mission, I said, okay, um, I just don't know if I can do it all on my own. And I, I know I can't do it all on my own, so I need to think bigger. I need to create something that can be a hub that can be bigger than my name, where I could also use my name to support it. So I remember buying greatness.com, not knowing what I was going to do with it, but I just felt like I needed it to be in the family of the School of Greatness. I needed it to be the hub uh, for the website eventually. I needed it to be a, a place where I could build something greater than lewishouse.com. 
Sure. So that that was the original thinking. For four or five years, I sat on it. I didn't do anything because I wasn't clear on how to best execute it. Yeah, and then you only get like one shot, right? Like when you're launching exactly. something like that, exactly. you really do just get one shot. And after, you know, here's the thing. As you know, every year, trends change, you know, business strategies, online marketing evolves. Uh, you know, TikTok wasn't even around three years ago, really. And now it's one of the biggest, you know, apps in the world. Um, eight years ago, YouTube wasn't really a big thing. Now YouTube is massive in terms of podcasting. Things are constantly changing. Everything is now 15, 30 second clips, video vertical. It wasn't that way three years ago. Uh, before it used to be long form blogging 10 years ago. Then yeah. it was, let's put out three articles a day, short form. Then it's, how do we just get 10 articles a day? Right. And, and now it's, okay, let's get every contributing writer we can to just get tons of content and just flood the internet. Then that kind of went away. And everyone started started doing podcasting and now the video and then just social media. Do you remember the guest post strategy? Oh yeah. Everybody well, wanted course, to be man. a guest post blogger everyone, for you. Yeah. So there's a lot, there's, so if there's one thing that I feel like is a skill of mine, which again, I don't have a lot of skills that other people have, but I feel like the thing that I've always been pretty decent at from sports and then transferring that into business is the, ability to see the future before it happens, ability to know where the ball is going to be thrown, where the puck is going to go and being in the right spot ahead of the time before the ball is actually there. And I feel like I've done that in podcasting. I feel like I've done that with YouTube. I feel like I've done that in, in different strat. I did that with LinkedIn. I did that with webinars before people were doing them. It became the thing that they did next. Uh, I did that in a sense with personal branding and like doing high level photography and video and kind of like totally yeah my website being a different level of design, you know, from 12 years ago until uh, until today. So I feel like I've, I've tried to do my best of seeing what I believe will happen in the future, investing in today, not making a return on today, but like in a year, two, three, five years, it then paying off. Same thing with uh, you know translations. I started dubbing my my content a, a year and a half ago into Spanish. Now it's bigger than most people's main channels on YouTube. It's got six hundred and thirty or forty thousand subscribers. It makes you know more than most people make on YouTube on their main channel on a monthly basis. And I'm not creating more. I'm just dubbing into Spanish. Yeah, yeah. we're doing that into Portuguese now. We're doing more languages. So I, I feel like okay, it didn't break even for a year it was just investing money investing investing and not making money but then you see the fruits of your labor so i feel like i've been really good at doing these things not always they don't always pay off but a lot of them have and i feel like long-form blogging because it went away i just said to myself i feel like we need to go and create 2000 word plus ultimate articles on these topics and spend a premium on these. You know, if it's gonna cost 500 to $1,000 an article in terms of content creation with our team or outside writers, I think we gotta invest in that. Yep. And it may not pay off for years, but in five years, if I can create an article a day or eventually more of the best of 2000 word articles, not short form, long form, spend the extra money, go the extra mile, 
I feel like Google will win long, long term. Um, and long form content will succeed because the world has gone short form. So I've always just tried to do the opposite of what most people aren't willing to do because it's more time intensive. There isn't instant results. It's, yeah. It takes more money. Um, and sometimes it doesn't work out. Sometimes it's like, oh, well, that hurts. But most of the time, it's just seeing the space of like what's happening and saying, all right, what do people still value? And what do the platforms value? And how do we optimize with Google and YouTube, which I believe are going to win long term? Dude, I mean, so that, is, that has been a that's been the strategy we launched like six months ago. And it's been, you know, it's slow. It's not like, okay, overnight success. No, no, no. It's yeah, going to take it. It's going to take years. It's a long game. We're starting starting a starting a website from scratch. I didn't transfer my traffic over. I wanted yeah. to have a clean platform that I could, if I wanted to sell in 10, 20 years, I could. And it's not mixed up with everything else in my personal brand. Yeah, I'm with you. I mean, I remember when when School of Greatness first started, it was audio only. And then yeah. I remember being in that condo and you were you were like, oh, this is going to be the studio and we're going to have like orange yep. school lockers yeah. and mics. And I was like, I still got the same school lockers right over here. I know you yeah. do. I know you do. Yeah. But I remember thinking to myself, who like who's going to come to some dude's apartment and like sit down and and you know, like who like who's going to do this kind of thing but you did it and now everybody in their dog has got a video podcast you know what i'm saying yeah. it's and you know there was it's, a it's not people. it's not like it doesn't stand out anymore because so many people are yeah. doing it but as one of the first people to do it you know it's like everybody knows everybody knows you were one of the first people to do it Right, right. And you know, in podcasting, it's like I started the, the School of Greatness podcast came out 10 years ago last yeah. month. And um, there was only a few podcasters then it was kind of like, does anyone think podcast is going to be a thing? No yeah. one knew. But we all kind of took the leap of faith early on that paid off. Then three years into it, I was like, all right, let me start filming this. I feel like video is going to be a thing. But no one like you said, was filming them. And I just put them up on YouTube as a way to like drive back to the audio. Yeah. And yeah. for five years, I didn't monetize the YouTube until two years ago, I turned it on and, um, and started to put attention towards it. And now YouTube is a multiple six figure a month revenue stream just for clicking the turn on AdSense button. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. And it's, huh? because, and it's because I've spent seven years filming and have all these videos on there that finally has paid off. It didn't make me any money for the first five years. Yeah. Zero dollars on YouTube. But you put out value. And again, the long form value has paid off dividends. If they were all like two minute video short clips, it wouldn't be paying out as much. Yeah. Yeah. I hear you. Well, look, man, I, it's been so good to uh, have you back on the show. It's been uh, probably a couple of years since you've been on, but um, I always enjoy our conversations. I'm very lucky to call you a close friend and just so y'all listen in on this one. Like we have conversations like this all the time and we don't record them and they're equally fantastic but today i'm celebrating you celebrating your new book the greatness mindset it's out Thanks, right now guys when this goes live it's out right now yes. so uh run down to barnes and noble if you're in the u.s skip and hop over to waterstones or wh smith if yeah. you're here in the uk uh, and if you can't get to a bookstore up on amazon and buy it right there 
Um, yeah, is there you, a specific get, website, if, dude? Like, have you got um, like a bonus package or anything like this for this? Yeah, or? I mean, if they just go and get get one wherever they're at locally or on okay. Amazon or Easy. Barnes and Noble, that's that's great. Or if you go to lewishouse.com slash bundle, there might be some extra stuff still once this is out. Cool. But if you guys, if anyone's getting a copy right now, take a take a photo and tag me and Chris, and I'm sure me and Chris will reshare some of these on social media. So. Yeah. Go ahead and take a photo of your either receipt or when you get it, post it out there and tag me and Chris so we can uh, say hi and reshare some of those. You know it. Dude, thank you again. Much appreciated. Good luck with the rest of the uh, launch and let's see whether all that hard work has been worth it, shall we? My man. Appreciate you, brother. Thanks so much, man. All right. For you guys tuning in, thank you very much for being with me and with Lewis. We appreciate you and we'll see you again next week for another episode of the show. Until then, God bless. Take care. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Youpreneur FM. We'll be back next week. But in the meantime, why not head over to our official website at youpreneur.com to access all our tools and resources essential to building, marketing, and monetizing a future-proof business based around your expertise. We'll see you next time.